Are you tired, mama? Tired of feeling like you have to resign yourself to either being a hot mess mom who's drowning in the chaos of motherhood or a Pinterest perfect mom who looks like she has it all together, but on the inside, she's really miserable. The world keeps telling us that these are the only options, but that is such a lie. You can get out of victim mode and you can make changes to bring more joy to your life. And at the same time, you can find freedom in remembering that you can't control everything and you can stop striving for perfection. I'm Mackenzie Tricola, and I'd love for you to join me every week here on the Practically Joyful Mom podcast to talk about realistic ways to bring more joy to your mom life and how to choose to be joyful even when it feels like the chaos is winning. We'll talk about intentional parenting, simplicity, faith in following Jesus, connecting with your kids, taking care of yourself, and so much more. Are you ready to leave hot mess mom and Pinterest perfect mom in the dust? Are you ready to choose to be a practically joyful mom? Then welcome in, friend. I'm so glad you're here. Hey, friends. I'm Kenzie. Welcome back to Practically Joyful Mom. Thanks for being here with me today, for pressing play and just spending this time together, even if our time is interrupted 10 times by your kids. It'll feel just like a real play date if you have to pause and come back to it, pause and come back to it. Um, It'll be like we're just hanging out talking at the park and we have our children interrupting the conversation. So hopefully mine won't be today. But uh, anyway, I'm just excited to get to spend this time together. You know, I say this all the time, but I wish we could all just be sitting down, talking in person, having these conversations and these discussions, but I'm glad we can do it this way, where we can be able to share this time together. I hope that you are all having a lovely start to your summer. Um, This is such a fun time, I feel like, and can also be a very challenging time as it's hotter out, as schedules and routines may be changing, especially if you have older kids, and it can be some adjustment. And so I'm just hoping that for all of you, this is a good start to the summer. And I did just want to, on that note, I feel like in one of my most recent episodes, I talked about probably the fact that I would do a little bit of modifying when episodes come out over the summer just to take a little bit of a break, take a reset, take a refresh for myself as far as the podcast is concerned. And tentatively, my plan is that I will just take the month of July off just to have a few weeks. And like I said, rest, I talk on here a lot about the importance of rest and recharging. And so trying to take my own advice on that. So probably the month of July, I will just take off There probably won't be new episodes or I may just republish some old ones that have been kind of like the most popular ones, but it won't be new episodes probably for the month of July and I will be back in August starting again with new episodes. So just wanted to give everyone that little bit of a heads up. And now diving into today's topic, I actually realized as I was saying at the beginning of this, I hope everyone's having a good start to the summer. Today we're talking about hope, and we're not talking about the hope that's, oh, I hope hope you're having a good day, hope you're having a good this. We're talking about real hope, because there's a lot of hoping in motherhood that's not really sure and secure and stable. Like, what I mean by that is 
there are lots of things we hope for. Some of them are hopes that might sound like little things, but feel really big when we're in the midst of a trying situation. Like, man, I hope the baby sleeps through the night tonight. Or, I hope my kids eat the lunch I made for them instead of refusing to eat something that they normally love and then being cranky all afternoon because they're hungry. Or, I hope my toddler grows out of this phase of, like, high-pitched shrieking when they're excited and happy. Um, I hope my moody three-year-old stops melting down at the slightest provocation. I hope my kids stop fighting over a toy that nobody cared about until the other person picked it up. And sometimes we have hopes that seem bigger in terms of this world. I hope we're able to have a second baby even though we've been trying a long time and it's not happening. I hope my child gets to have a sibling or I hope my husband is able to find a better paying job so we can afford our bills or I hope my job stops feeling so crazy and overwhelming or I hope we're able to make new friends in this cross-country move. Whatever those things look like, there's a lot of I hope this, I hope that in motherhood and those things aren't bad to want. It's a good thing when your baby sleeps through the night. It's good to want that. I've, and I'm not saying you shouldn't ever say, I hope the baby sleeps through the night. But I think the kind of underlying this heart issue comes up when our entire hope, our actual hope, is wrapped up in these things that we want to happen. Because when we're actually hanging all our hopes on this, okay, if my baby sleeps all night, if my kids will not fight this afternoon, eventually we're gonna be disappointed because yes, maybe the baby sleeps through the night tonight, but maybe it's like three more years <laughs> before your baby ever sleeps through the night. So some of these things we might hope for, hope to change, hope to get through, might take a long time and some challenging life circumstances don't change for a long time and we can end up feeling very hopeless while we're waiting for these things to change and then at the same time even when those things do change even if your baby magically tonight starts sleeping through the night from now on forever <laughs> um it doesn't seem very likely I'm chuckling even as I say it but even if that happens even if the quote-unquote little thing we're hoping for does change or does happen, then there's just going to be a new challenge. There's just going to be a new thing to hope for. Baby learns to sleep through the night, but then turns into a two-year-old who has a hard time getting along with other kids. And then we find ourselves just hoping they can learn to keep their hands to themselves, hoping whatever discipline strategy we're using is going to make a difference. Um, my kids are young, so I'm not, you know, veteran seasoned mom on this, but it seems to me like there doesn't really ever come a time in life, even when our children are grown and out on their own, out of the nest, there doesn't really ever come a time in life when we don't have something we're hoping for, hoping to change or hoping to happen. So this kind of hope that's just hoping for a better situation it ultimately leaves us hopeless because we live in a fallen world where things won't be perfect, where once we get past one hurdle, there will be another one. So I don't want to just leave us here and have it be a completely hopeless and discouraging talk together, but I think we can 
come to this place of encouragement because Jesus tells us in John 16, 33, in this world, you will have trouble. Not you might, not it's possible, but you absolutely will. You will have trouble. And then he says, but take heart. I have overcome the world. And I come back to this verse so many times because it is such a relief. I think culture and a lot of messages we get kind of tells us, oh, if you just do this, you won't have trouble. If you just do this, you won't have problems. If you can just follow my 10-step routine for whatever, it'll fix everything. And I think it's so easy to buy into this idea that, oh, if we just do this, if we just do that, we won't have any more trouble. But I think it's a relief when we can just say, oh, this is a fallen world. It's a messed up place. There's going to be trouble. I don't have to be in this cycle of trying to make it perfect, trying to make everything just right and have it be where there's no more issues anymore. We will have trouble. But we can take heart because Jesus has overcome the world. And that doesn't mean that we just, you know, give up and say, oh, well, the world's full of trouble, so whatever. I'm just going to throw up my hands. I won't won't discipline my kids. I won't try to make any improvements in any area. I'm not saying that. It is important to make wise decisions, to live our lives intentionally, to invest wisely our time, our energy, our attention, our money. But I think there's a big difference between saying, okay, I want to live well and this frantic pace that culture kind of tries to get us to live out of. Oh, if I just do this, I can fix, I can make my children eat perfectly balanced, nutritious meals every day. Or if I just do this, I can, you know, lose the extra 10 pounds of baby weight and look great all the time or whatever the thing is. I just think coming back to this verse, we will have trouble, but, this is such an important but, we can take heart because we are not alone, because Jesus has overcome this world full of trouble. And I think this really gives us two different kinds of hope, this verse, this idea in general. There's first off the hope for eternity, the hope for heaven with God, not separated from God. And I love reading this in, it's in Revelation 21, three through four. So this is the vision that John had about, um, you know, end of times, heaven, all that kind of stuff. And it says, look, God's dwelling place is now among the people and he will dwell with them. They will be his people and God himself will be with them and be their God. And then this is my favorite part here. He will wipe every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death or mourning or crying. If you have a teething baby, that's a really encouraging sound to hear. There will be no more crying or pain. Ever the old order of things has passed away. And I think having this hope that, yes, the world is messy. There's crying. There's pain. If you hang out with toddlers, there's a lot of crying and pain sometimes. Yes, this is a hard place we live in, but it won't always be this way. We have this this future hope, this hope for eternity that we can look forward to. 
and we can take heart because it will not always be this way. And that's not the only hope. It's not just a, oh, well, we have to suffer through this world because eternity's great, but this is, it's just going to be awful <laughs> the whole time we're alive because that doesn't feel like a very hopeful message either. So I think the second kind of hope that we can get from this is hope for today, hope for this moment, hope for whatever is going on in your life. Um, and there's a few verses here that I wanted to share on this. I really love Psalm 25, 5. It says, guide me in your truth and teach me for you are God, my savior. And my hope is in you all day long. So we can have hope on the rough days, on the challenging days, because we can have this hope in God all day long. It's not just hope for, okay, someday in eternity, this will be better. It won't be this way, but we can take hope right where we are, even in the middle of the storms. And I think another verse that I really like here, it's good to remind ourselves. Um, well, it's kind of funny phrasing. I'll explain in a second. So Psalm thirty-three, seventeen, it says, A horse is a vain hope for deliverance, despite all its strength it cannot save. So to me, yes, this is about horses, but it's also, you know, in that time it was, okay, you've got a strong horse, you can ride away and escape from whatever danger. And that's a little bit different maybe than some of our life circumstances, maybe you want to get on a horse and ride away from whatever uh, meltdown might be happening with your children. I don't think that's what we're trying to say here. I think we could replace this with a lot of things. The perfect nap routine is a vain hope for deliverance. It can't save you. The new baby gadget is a vain hope for deliverance. It can't really save you. Yes, these things can be helpful, and I'm not saying we shouldn't ever try to seek out the things that are helpful for our lives, but putting our hope in this, if I can just find the right baby teether, if I can just find the right toddler discipline manual, our hope will ultimately dis be disappointed if we're looking to these things to save us. And so I think that's a good reminder here even just as we go about our day like is my hope in how long my kids nap is or is my hope in God um so I just wanted to kind of share some of those verses and have that perspective shift of it's not bad to hope your baby sleeps through night it's not bad to hope your toddler doesn't hit anyone at the play date but our real hope is in Jesus, in him walking with us through our days right now. When someone might be melting down, when one child has a bad attitude, when you have a bad attitude, uh, and we have this hope for eternity where things won't be messed up and broken and sinful, a sin-filled world that we live in. So that's kind of our perspective shift. And then as far as a practical application, I feel like this can be so easy to lose sight of. We can really forget in the middle of a long, long day that we have this hope. And I really love this other verse, Romans fifteen thirteen, that says, May the God of hope 
fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. So I really liked this by the power of the Holy Spirit overflowing with hope. It's not just we're trying to conjure up hope on our own, but it's coming from the Holy Spirit living in our hearts. And I also, I mean, I, I want it to just be, oh, we just say, oh, okay, I've just gonna, I'm following God, so now I just permanently feel hopeful. But I think the way this phrase, this verse phrases, I tried to combine those words, the way this verse phrases it, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him. So it's an as we go kind of thing. It's not a, I, I told God I trust him once. And so now I'm just full of hope every single day. It's as we go. It's a day by day, moment by moment, second by second, maybe kind of thing. And so I think it's really important um, as a practical thing to have something that can remind us of this hope, something that can remind us, okay, it's, it's as we go, it's day by day, step by step. So one thing that I really like to do is to have either a verse that I've memorized and can easily just have fresh in my mind and call up or something posted in my house or like a physical reminder, some sort of a, even if it's just a beautiful picture that looks very hopeful and peaceful to you, but something that you can use to kind of trigger that reminder for yourself. Maybe it's a line from a hymn or some other song, you know, at the very beginning of uh, 2020 and pandemic and lockdowns, I used to just keep coming back to the old hymn, on Christ the solid rock I stand, all other ground is sinking sand, and that helped me remember where my hope is. So that's my practical challenge for all of us, is to choose a verse, choose a line from a song, choose something that you can really commit to memory and put in your heart that when everything's going crazy in your house or at the park or wherever you happen to be, that you can bring that back and you can remind yourself about that hope you have. And so today I wanted to do something just a little bit different. And instead of just saying, choose a verse, I actually went through and kind of chose a few different verses that I thought were really good. Ones that you might want to take either the whole verse or part of the verse to maybe use as your verse that helps you to connect back to this idea of where your hope is. So this last little bit of the episode, I'm just going to read those out loud. I'll just say where it's from and then read the verse. So you may want to pause, get out a piece of paper, write down verses that stick out to you or come back and re-listen to this. And hopefully this helps you to be able to leave this episode armed with your verse or verses or whatever written down on a piece of paper so that you can just take this and apply it right away. So I'm going to just jump into that list of some great verses to remind us about our hope. Psalm 62 5. Yes, my soul, find rest in God. My hope comes from him. 
Psalm 119.47 I rise before dawn and cry for help. I have put my hope in your word. I thought this one was really interesting. I rise before dawn and cry for help. You may find yourself rising before dawn because small people in your house don't want to sleep and you can cry out for help in that moment and, and find that hope. Isaiah 40.31 But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not faint. Ephesians 1.18 I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance in his holy people. Hebrews 11.1 1, now faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. 1 Peter 1.13 Therefore, with minds that are alert and fully sober, set your hope on the grace to be brought to you when Jesus Christ is revealed at his coming. Romans 12.12 12, Be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, faithful in prayer. Uh, Lamentations 3, 21 through 25. Yet this I call to mind, and therefore I have hope. Because of the Lord's great love, we are not consumed, for his compassions never fail. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. I say to myself, the Lord is my portion. Therefore, I will wait for him. The Lord is good to those whose hope is in him, to the one who seeks him. Hebrews 6.19 We have this hope as an anchor for the soul, firm and secure. Hopefully there was a verse or two or more that really stood out to you in there that will help you to kind of have it be a, a trigger to bring you back to this idea of hope that we are not we are not without a solid hope even in the midst of the storms of this life and of this world uh thanks for being here today thanks for spending this time together i hope that this episode was encouraging to you um uplifting hopeful if it was, I'd love it if you would just share it with a friend or leave a rating and review that really helps this hopeful message to reach more moms out there who may just really be needing to hear some hope in their day. Thanks for being here, friends. Thanks for listening today, friends. I hope this episode encouraged and inspired you. If it did, I'd love it if you would leave a rating and review. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss out on future episodes. If you want to connect with me, you can find me on Instagram at practicallyjoyfulmom, or you can send me an email at practicallyjoyfulmom at gmail.com. So glad we got to share this time together today. Thanks for choosing joy with me, friends.